are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Here we find something that is very interesting. That is John, the seventh chapter, verse 38. Well, let's back up to verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood in crying, said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You missed a good place to shout. Now let's read this in the light of the new covenant here. And as I said, specifically, it may not mean this, but by law of double reference in the fact that these two scriptures are related by the stream and by the flowing water here, this could be the new covenant example. When the enemy shall come in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. See, the Holy Spirit through your spirit shall lift up a standard against him. Now Jesus says here, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And he goes on to say, and he that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So he's speaking of the Holy Spirit here. Now, the very fact that Proverbs says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of his belly. Now, when in the Old Testament it speaks of belly many times, it's referring to the human spirit. It's not talking about the stomach. The Holy Spirit dwells in the human spirit. See, the Holy Spirit doesn't just dwell in your physical body. He is contained in the body because your spirit is contained in the physical body but he dwells in the human spirit. So Jesus is saying, out of your belly, or innermost being, out of your spirit, shall flow rivers of living water. Now this is the flood. Under the new covenant, if we interpret this under the new covenant, this is the flood that shall bring upon the enemy the standard of the Lord. When the enemy shall come in, Like a flood, the Spirit of God shall lift up the standard. Now, you cannot contain the Spirit of God when it begins to flow. See, the Apostle Paul said in Romans, the 8th chapter, when you know not what to pray for as you ought, when you get in a situation where you don't know how to pray, have you ever been there? I've been there. Several years ago, a bad financial situation, physically ill, Ulcers, didn't know what to do, where to turn. It got to where I didn't know any words to pray. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. I'd pray in the Holy Ghost. I'd pray in the Spirit. And I would pray in other tongues. And the Holy Spirit, through my spirit, began to bring forth intercession. See, Paul said the Holy Spirit will make intercession for you. Now let's go to that. I didn't intend to get that far, but go with me to Romans 8th chapter. Something here you need to see. God has given us a hotline to heaven through the Holy Spirit. And if you'll learn to apply these things that God tells us here through the Apostle Paul, I'll tell you, it'll change situations where you don't know what to do, how to do, or what else. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 25. But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we have patience to wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities or our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself or himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now notice he said, the Spirit maketh intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now I think sometimes there's too much emphasis put on the groanings because here it says groanings which cannot be uttered. Now this means inarticulate speech or in the language that you've learned. Now we need to be careful that we don't go off on the ditch on the right hand side and on the left. I don't believe it's scriptural to just have groaning sessions. And you pastors need to know what's going on in your intercessory prayer groups. To just lay on the floor and groan like you having a child, there's something loose upstairs. <laughs> now I realize that there are times of travail in intercession, but that's different. When you're doing it in the flesh, in the soulish realm, you've missed God a thousand miles. When it says with groanings which cannot be uttered, that means some that cannot be uttered in your language. Cannot be uttered. It's a sound that you cannot make. When Jesus groaned in the Spirit, it was a sigh. It was of indignation. It was not just a moaning and a groaning. And I'll tell you, we need to be careful that we don't do injustice to the Spirit of God and the Spirit of grace by getting out in left field. And I know that nobody wants to get out there, but I just feel impressed the Spirit of God to say some of these things because there's a lot of strange things going on about intercession nowadays. And you need to be careful that we follow the direction of the Spirit of God and even though there is times of travail in the Spirit, it's in the Spirit. It's not in the flesh. And I tell you, we make a mistake when we do it in the flesh. When you do it in the flesh, you're wrong. Now, here you find that he says, Likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, our weakness, when we know not what we should pray for as well, but the Spirit itself, himself, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. For he that searcheth the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, do you realize that the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of Christ, is the name of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said when the Spirit of truth has come, he's talking about the great Christ, liberated Christ spirit that was within him. He said, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come unto you. He said, he dwelleth with you, speaking of himself, but he shall be in you. Now in the days of the Old Testament and up till the days of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was only upon the prophet, the priest, and the king. The average Joe layman did not have access to the Holy Spirit. Now we need to understand that. That's the reason a lot of things happen under the Old Covenant that should not happen under the New Covenant. And that's the reason we shouldn't take the Old Covenant as our example of the things that people suffered because we have a better covenant. Now here he says, the Holy Spirit maketh intercession for us according to the will of God. Now you will notice in this Verse 27, the will of there is added by the translators in italics. That means is added by the translators was not in the original. So let's read it the way it was written. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to God. Boy, that's good news. 
If God were to pray for you, do you think you'd get anything? <laughs> Somebody said, what good is all this jabbering in tongues? Uh, Why, well, you can't understand the thing they're saying. Even they themselves can't understand what they're saying. Well, do you think it's any benefit to talk to God? Hotline to heaven, man. I mean, it's a power line to heaven. And here it says, when the Holy Spirit, by your spirit, is making intercession, it is actually Jesus, the great Christ Spirit within you, interceding. It is Jesus, the intercessor, in you, speaking forth. Now, certainly, you can intercede more than just in the Spirit. We saw that by what Abraham and Moses did there. He interceded in his own voice. You can. You can pray and intercede for others in your natural voice. But in the Spirit, he says, when you intercede in the Spirit, is actually Jesus interceding through your voice. It is the great Christ Spirit, the Holy Spirit, bringing out of your spirit and using your voice to intercede. And he says he prays according to God. Now, just think for a minute. How would God pray if he prayed? If God came upon you and you were having lack and didn't have enough money to pay your bills, the house note was due and you didn't have any money for groceries, and God said, I'm going to pray for you, what do you think God would say? He wouldn't say anything except what he's already said. He'd probably pray this way. Because you have given, it is given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom, because you've sown bountifully, you'll reap bountifully, and I'll supply all your need according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Can you see that? Pray the word of God. Now, this is not God praying. This is Jesus, the intercessor. He is interceding for you on behalf. And he says he prays according to God. He prays the way God would pray. See, we can miss it in our prayers sometimes. How many of you know you can miss it? You won't miss it when you pray in the Holy Ghost. For he maketh intercession for you according to God. Now, I don't know what that does for you. That does something for me. He says, He that searcheth the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Now listen, don't take that scripture out of context and go out here and start quoting it on car wrecks and people that sick and die and said, well, you know the Bible says all things work together for good. No, that wasn't what Paul said. Keep it in the context. He said when you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit by your Spirit prays according to God. He'll pray the Word of God over the situation and then you will know that what you prayed about in the Spirit will work together for good from that point. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, blessed be God. I'm glad that we have a man now. God's found him a man. His name is Jesus. He is our intercessor. Glory to God. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I'm so glad that you joined us. This is the last day for the CD offer number 7216, which is two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. It's entitled Jesus, Our Intercessor. Now, a lot of people intercede, but the Bible says Jesus is the intercessor. He is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you. Well, how does he do that? 
when you study the scriptures in Romans 8, you'll find that the Apostle Paul tells you how he does that. And it's through the Holy Spirit. When we don't know how to pray for as we ought, the Holy Spirit, through our spirit, prays in intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered in articulate speech or the language you've learned. And he that searcheth the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that are called according to his purpose. Now, notice he is talking about all things you prayed about in the Spirit. Not all things that happen on earth is working together for good. That would have to mean that because Adam sinned, it worked together for good. Well, we know it didn't. I've heard that scripture quoted in everything from car wrecks to someone committing suicide. Well, you know, the Bible says all things work together for good. No, the Apostle Paul didn't even believe that, and he's the one that wrote it. Not in that context. He's talking about Jesus is the intercessor. He intercedes through your spirit by the Holy Spirit and prays through you in a language you have not learned the way that God would pray. Now ask yourself, if God prayed for you, would it help you? Certainly it would. It's a positive thing that gives us insight into that. And when you understand that, you'll learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to intercede through you. And we know that what you prayed about in the Spirit will begin to work together for good from that time forward. I'm excited about this. It'll be a blessing to you. That's offer number 7216 which is two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.